Okay, I'm recording, so I just finished just some mouthful. If you upset yourself. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two, episode three of the Weekly Freestyle. Thank you very much for joining us again on this lovely Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm here with Alex in person. We're actually recording the um, podcast face to face today, and we're in a new recording location that we think we're going to start making more of a permanent recording location. So we're in. Um, Alex's back garden shed, but it it's is, a nice shed. It's a it's a lovely shed. Honestly, you've, you've probably never seen a shed like this. so. It's a bit of a kind of a, a sport haven, I'd say. So, hundred oh, percent. It's a bit of like a, a work from home location, but there is just brilliant sport memorabilia all over the wall. So there's a lot of photos of Alex and his dad running park runs and marathons. Um, there's a lot of international sports um, people on the wall. Um, well, actually, are... my favourite bit is this because it's a team sheet from Leeds Liverpool and it's Leeds away now you might think that's a bit of a weird one but you never they never hand team sheets out like to normal um sort of people going to the game so mm. we managed to get our hands on that so I think that's pretty cool How so, you hands on that? um we had some corporate tickets so we we're in one of the boxes so they they handed that out um for for those so yeah but I'd never seen one of those before for that's all the games cool, I've been to, to so I'll frame that We've got a lot of Olympic um, memorabilia. I'll make a little appearance on... Yeah, that's a, that's actually my only signed bit. Well, my, one of my only actually signed by people memorabilia. Mm. We've got um, we've got a Middlesex shirt up there as well. I actually won a competition um, out of a newspaper to um, make a tunnel for the players in Middlesex Lancashire. And this is the days when Freddie Fintoff was still playing. Um, but everyone in that tunnel got taken into a draw to win the T-shirt. And it's signed by Owen Morgan and a lot of that team. And obviously Owen Morgan won the recent cricket one day world cup so that mm. is a really nice bit of kit that that's really cool we've got quite a few handy books uh including dave pels's putting bible you could really do with that which i could really do with reading cover to cover <laughs> as well as dave pels's short game bible so i might have to have a i reckon we should count this episode and you just have yeah, to get, get your head to make into those too. so basically we're in a really really cool location recording we'll location. get a photo up and i think pretty apt for the weekly freestyle mm, the content. 100%. Um, but we're going to get a photo we've recorded uh, a little bit of uh, short video content with an unreal, unreal trick shot heading your way. Um, I've from, never seen anything like from, it. From myself personally. Pretty... Thinking that the last one we did was good yeah. on the golf course. For yeah. those who haven't seen it, go and check out our Instagram and also our TikTok page now yeah. um, because there's some good content on there. We are, we are, we are up on up on TikTok at the moment. But it's it's um, quite a big weekend actually because this weekend, and correct me if I'm wrong, is your first cross country race in. How many years was it again? Um, probably about three now. The last race I did was 2020, February, um, and it was just before the pand- pandemic struck. Um, so that race was up in Nottingham at Willerton Park, which is a really scenic location, um, but it was for nationals. Um, so I remember I'd sort of got myself into some fairly decent shape. I was outside the top 100, which I was pretty happy with, actually. But yeah, so it's the first time since then. Um, I've actually made a, um, a multi-million pound move away from uh, Reading AC, and I've switched over to a club that is very close to your heart in mm. terms of the location. I've moved over to Maidenhead AC. That's a huge signing for um, AC. So it's a, it's a nice signing. Um, Good sign-on bonus. Yeah, it was, it was healthy. Mm. New vest, uh, was it? Yeah, really nice new vest from Hawking Sport. From Hawking um, Sport. Shout out oh, to them. Hawking Actually, a really nice material. Mm. Um, I think one thing we will discuss one day is kits. But for me as a runner, some of the vests you get, they feel so clunky. So it actually feels nice when the material is light and also it fits nice. You want a little bit of um, sort of sag in the shirt, but you want you want it. I tuck in 
Um, mm. So, yeah, it's a nice combo. But, yeah, we were down in Hillingen today. Um, went down with a lot of people from Maidenhead AC. But it was a really good one for me to sort of blow the cobwebs out, as it, as it were. You had a bit of a tussle with uh, yeah. an international-level runner. Yes. Um, and she did quite a good race. She, she absolutely smashed it, yeah. I'd kind of done a little bit of research and um, Jess Gibbon. Um, who's also previously a Reading AC athlete, has represented GB at Euros. Um, she, I know that she's won the national champs. I'm pretty sure she has. So she's a very handy runner. Um, and we went off like together at the start. It was a two-lap course. Um, and I was thinking, have I got myself into some sort of shape where I can maybe compete here? And there was a really quite a steep hill. And if anyone's done Hillingdon, um, it's, it's like an ex-ski slope. So it's really like... Yeah, real incline, and we were going up that together. And I was just sitting behind, sitting off behind her, and I felt that I was a bit stronger up the hill. So in my naive head, I built up a little bit of a gap, and I thought, actually, you know, I might be able to, to sort of break Jess. Um, but she very quickly realised that her only weakness was up the hill. <laughs> got right back on my tail through the wooded section, and then basically put a big spurt in. And for those who do cross country and for those who are like top level cross country and i think marathons as well we are speaking about kipchoge mm. um the key in racing especially with the longer distances is to keep putting bursts in and keep testing your opponent and there was a moment when i was coming out of the woods and i could just tell that she was putting her foot down and it was that moment of me sort of thinking right i'm starting to get a little bit of a stitch here do i try and expend my energy to go with jess or do i just keep a solid race sort of keep her in sight and just you know really test myself out rather than sort of things go overboard early it's almost a bit of a mental game uh, and you know big shout out to jess for taking taking the dub there yeah I'm uh, if, if you are listening it'd be great to get you on the pod at some point uh, at some point and pick the brains of a fellow you know international level athlete um but it is almost a bit of a mental game and i was watching um the uh, the marathon from rio um just yesterday just last night actually just watching did you uh, watch the full marathon i didn't watch the full marathon watch the highlights um so sorry kipcho you didn't watch your whole thing but um, obviously he's broke the world record recently and I wanted to go back and just the tactics are just so so interesting. And um, you know, I, I don't know whether you've got any pretty good anecdotes about when you've really used the tactics to your advantage uh, in any races over the years. But I'm sure you've got a few good stories. Yeah, there are a couple of places. I think in terms of the level of my competition, a race where I can get myself into really good shape and feel as though I can maybe control it would be Barkshire Champs. And I just remember there being a few times, especially when I was a a younger athlete of for the first time actually being involved in the front pack and being there at the business end because I feel as though the business end for like the cross countries is probably three quarters of the way through mm. and it's where the person that's strong enough or the person who's experienced has enough of basically waiting around because cross country is a bit of cat and mouse or once you get yourself to a certain fitness level if you're all kind of similar it as you say it is a mental game and it is about who goes first and who maybe is feeling better on the day or who's got the best who's doing the the, the section of the course well because I think one thing that people forget is that over cross country it's 30 minutes of racing and even on the course like today um, there's so many different terrain so you've got up the hills you've got on the flats on the muddier sections and you've even got like sort of in the wooded areas where actually being able to run technically through those places um, really helps so yeah I think there are a couple of county champs where I, the pace was going and I was actually thinking I'm actually sticking here dropping a few people I think that's a great feeling when you drop someone across country but obviously it's the opposite when you're getting dropped, you're getting dropped as I did today but I guess one other thing at maybe like a level above sort of nationals I've mentioned a couple of times that probably some of my best finishes would be like top 10 UK stuff or like top 20 at Parliament Hill which is you would have been mm. Park. that's an iconic race but being there running next to some some guys and 
like it's it's a different mindset because for me that is like just going from the gun pretty mm. much but actually sticking with it being in the hurt zone and thinking actually i'm i'm dropping some pretty mm. good runners from the go here um so yeah it's, it's that feeling when you're feeling good mm. and, pe- and you're, you're leaving people behind no you know, it's the same in swimming you know when you're, you know, when you're feeling good you've had a good block of work behind you fresh you're tapered you're shaved and you're ready to go that first especially the first hundred or two hundred you just float it because yeah. they're just flying through that front end um and I, you know i know it correlates to other sports as well especially sports like you know you're running cycling swimming, it's exactly it's, the same it's very similar obviously less so with like a team i guess when the yeah. team's gelling really well um but things you know, well, just, if you're trying to score goals yeah. then they just come so easily yeah, yeah they just come easy. but so, i yeah i think when from my point of view when a race goes well you just get three quarters through the race having not really spent mm-hmm. much energy and then mm-hmm. you can focus on the last bit so same with the front end of 200 you know you get to the under mark you're like i can kick on it it's really yeah. exciting and um, if you do that and your front end's been rapid then you're in for a, you're in for a pretty good time um, so there's a, there's a pretty good look to doing more in the future. That's the plan. Where, where, what's, what's next on the Yeah, hopefully just hopefully just going to build on from it. Um, hopefully try and get myself back to sort of that national level competing. I know the Berkshire champs because I'm a Berkshire boy um, is sort of middle of December. So I want to kind of hold myself to that and get myself in some some good enough shape to feel as I can 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 compete there. Um, but if we just drop quickly away from my running, uh, we've got. Um, a big fan of the weekly freestyle my dad is actually right now um doing the chicago marathon um so if i just check on the app <laughs> i do want to shout him out um it was slightly concerning um about an hour ago he uh he let us know that the, the reception wasn't great but he dropped in our family group chat that his foot wasn't feeling too good um when you're halfway through a marathon that's probably not what you want to be um no. feeling there but he did then reply sort of about 50 meters late um minutes later saying that he's feeling strong now mm, um, which is great news for the Sutton family and, and uh, probably more so him but he i've got the app out here he's through 30k um and he's done two hours and 54 he did his half in two hours so we're just outside that four hour zone i don't know what his target is but by the sounds of it he just needs to keep his head on and keep his foot on. And mm. it's actually predicting a, a four hours and six minute finish. That's brilliant. That's so really I, exciting. I think he'd take that. Shout out to Chris Sutton. He's back in Melbourne, New York. Yeah. Fukes after that, isn't he? Yeah. He's, um, he's getting two in within pretty much the space of a month, which is yeah. a bit crazy. That is crazy. And and would you ever have an item in a marathon yourself? Sorry, another marathon? Well, yeah, I've done an unofficial one, which is great fun. Um, I think we've touched on that, as you can see, the, mm. the little montage clip there with a few of my boys helping me around. But yeah, I'd be really keen to do... Um, an official one at some point. I know Berlin's very quick. Dad's done that, so maybe we get the get the weekly freestyle on tour and go, go across Europe. That's really really exciting. Um, so yeah, today we're we're kind of touching on similar with the cross country theme. We're going for a cross training episode um, because it's I know it's something that we all need to do in terms of keeping things fresh um, and new. What kind of things are you doing in terms of your cross training um, to keep things in? I guess to keep things interesting in the pool, but then also outside of the pool. What, what are you getting up to? So, it's a question I get asked a lot, actually. People always say, well, um, you know, why, why don't you go running as a swimmer? Why don't you go cycling? You know, boxers go running all the time. Um, rowers are on the watt bike a lot. Um, you know, all these other sports do a lot of work, a lot of cardio work outside of the pool. And we do absolutely zero cardio that's not water-based. No cardio work at all is not in the pool. Every single bit of cardio work we do is in the pool. And I think largely it's to do with um, becoming, you know, specific muscle build around the, around the sport that we do. 
Um, so you know, if you if you do too much cycling or running, you build muscle where it's not helpful for the sport of swimming. Uh, but I think a big part of it is injury. You know, swimmers do no impact sports. No, they don't do running. They don't do, you know, play football or anything like that. There's there's no impact that we do. Um, so I'm still pretty sure if you send the runners out on a five k run, you know, there'll be ankles getting twisted. Mm. Out. Wait, I've seen your ankle. It's not the strongest. Exactly. Thing. We've been we've I've been playing a football game with Alex this about five years ago, twenty seventeen, and we're in my back garden, and I I, I hit a pretty good shot. If I remember, <laughs> top bins actually come to remember it, and I went and kind of left the ground with the power of the shot and landed on my ankle, twisted and snapped two ligaments. I, I we did hear. I can still hear your ligaments snapping, snapping five years later. Yeah, it still it still haunts me too. But that's not fun. So that's not what you want to do. So I don't I think that's one of the main reasons why we don't risk it. So it's very much pool based and the land work that we do is core work, uh, hip capacity work, shoulder capacity work, um, they're more injury prevention more than anything. Yeah. Um uh, Pilates and then we do gym work in which we do um, Everything from weighted pull-ups, weighted press-ups, uh, bench pull, bench press, uh, deadlifts, Bulgarian split squats, box jumps, med ball slams. Um, we do a lot of kind of core base work and and um, you know all, all uh, inverted rows, just a whole bunch of different exercises, but all gym based, not 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 cardio. So that's very much the life of a of a swimmer, and I think we're slightly unique in that respect. Yeah, and how often are you doing your yoga and Pilates? Because I know we discuss this mm. a little bit is that something you're doing every week a couple it's, of times it's every week? week it's every wednesday um a half an hour 45 minutes is that your favorite session of the week uh it's a session of the week um <laughs> probably not my favorite but if it's going to help me in the pool then and i'm up for i'm up for giving it a crack so that's very much the deep core muscles isolating hip hip movements um especially to extend the range on things like kick um shoulder ranges are really really important a lot of the shoulder capacity we do is external rotation as opposed to internal rotation. So if you imagine if you're a swimmer, you enter the water with your hand, you extend the elbow, you've got your elbow locked out, and then you create a right angle with your elbow joint. So you pull yourself through the water and your shoulder is rotating internally. We do thousands and thousands and thousands of those that outside of the pool, we need to do external rotation work. So you'll have a band, maybe you're standing on the band, the other end of the band is in your hand, your shoulder's lifted up, your elbow is... Um, kind of par- parallel with your shoulders um it's you've got a 90 degree bend in your elbow and you're just externally rotating that shoulder to really build up those cuff muscles because the rotator cuff i say is the most common uh, injury um within the swimming world so external rotation is really really important but no pilates once a week yeah that's actually something i've been working on recently and i think it even trails back to the days of, of, of me being in the pool sort of three four years ago when i was joining in with your sessions even then i just never quite got back to to pulling it the other way as you say i think it's almost like rather than knocking on the door mm. you're doing the opposite of knocking exactly. so it's like going to a door but every time you knock on a door you've got to <laughs> knock it backwards you got to turn around and do it backwards <laughs> yeah mm, exactly or so um a little bit like a is it like a is it like a russian doll what's those things that oh the cats the cats <laughs> no no it's the peacocks that drink the water isn't it <laughs> <laughs> quite different toys. you just need to be a peacock drinking water exactly then keep the one in mind so you mentioned that for swimmers it's tough to do um i guess cross training outside the pool so one thing i'd say is how do you keep your training inside the pool varied and interesting so that you're coming in every day you know actually engaged and ready to go i think there's a lot of answers to that because could that could you could you consider cross training within the sport such as as in just mixing it up in Mm. terms of what you're doing 
Absolutely, I guess you could call it cross-training in the sport. So, we do... First of all, motivation is a topic that we're going to touch on in the future within the whole episode of motivation. And the drive and for, for elite sports people, and especially with some of the elite sports people that we've you know, got booked on to come in the show in the future for a range of different sports. Um, so that's, that's something we're going to touch on in the future. But I think in terms of um, keeping it, vers- keeping it uh, varied within the pool, some sessions will be like a, a kick session, a kick dominant session where the main set is 2100s all out best average kick for time. Just go absolutely smack it from the get-go. Another session might just be an aerobic session where you've got to do four kilometres with a heart rate between 150 and 160 beats per minute for four kilometres straight. Uh, another one might be building down to a VO2 session where you descend down to 100 metres, basically all out um, all out sprinting, trying to get your heart rate as high as possible. Or it'll be a pool session, or it'll be a, a, a dive session. You know, we're just doing 25 metres off the blocks again and again and again, repetition of the sprints. So there's a real, real range of things that we're doing when we're going into the pool, and, and that, that variety really challenges you every single day. But I can pretty much rattle off exactly what I'm going to do on a Monday morning and a Wednesday afternoon, you know. It is very regimented but every session is different um there are some sessions that absolutely petrify me like thursday mornings because i get so nervous going to bed i know what i've got to put myself through the following morning what's that thursday morning then? Oh, is it'll it, uh, be like, is it your heart rate is soaring it's, it's, thing, it's something called spiked heart rate you do a, you do a burst effort off the blocks like a 25 fly or a 50 meter kick effort just something all out and then you do like 300 meters aerobic 200 meters at threshold, which is 170 beats a minute, and then 100 meters all out, which is where you start to feel really, really sick. They're yeah. the tough ones. Especially uh, when you've spiked your heart rate, heart rate after that 25. So they're tough. Uh, I think one one thing just with the spike in the heart rate for maybe those who haven't done a session like that is, mm. isn't the idea of that to get your lack, is that, we play lactate then? Mm. So or? that's more in the aerobic block. In the anaerobic block training, we do lactate tolerance and production. Mm-hmm. Where lactate production is like, you'll produce lactate, and then you swim off, so you cool down to let it flush out through your muscles, and then you go again, you repeat that. They're okay. Lactate tolerance are brutal because you'll do an all-out sprint effort, 50 metres, 100 metres, whatever it might be, and then you've just got to sit on poolside for a few minutes and let yeah, the lactic acid build pool. up your muscle and then go again and go again and go again. And it's not the lactic acid that's the horrible bit. It's feeling like you're going to throw up or, in a lot of cases, throwing up um, because the lactic acid levels are so high in your muscles that your body just has that automatic reaction just to, to, to vomit and then getting back on the block and doing another another rep and another rep and I'm actually getting PTSD just thinking about are it you, Are you on to vomit? Because I've, I've got videos of people that I've been training with because mm. you know they're going to vomit mm. so you get the camera ready and then they just spew everywhere. Yeah, no, I'm not one to vomit. Jimmy Guy's a vomiter. He's a big okay. vomiter so he was he was spewing up in a session. We just did a circuit the other week because it's pre-season everyone's getting back into it. He was spewing up after we did And he had a roast for lunch. Yeah, it looks like I could Oh, yeah. <laughs> An award-winning road. Not fun, not fun. So, um, yeah, no, Jimmy, Jimmy's one for A lot of the guys are on the team. So I think at one point we had six out of the ten of us being sick one nice. morning, um, which is a bit heavy. So, um, yeah, a, a real variety of training, I'd say. Yeah, so I guess normally cross-training is something that you tend to stick away from because, as, yeah. as you say, you're so specific in the pool. But I don't think we've touched on this before, but in terms of when the pandemic hit, mm. I guess everyone, and especially yourselves, elite athletes, were forced out of the pool. Mm. so talk to me about the kind of cross training you did there so yeah that was a really unique um we we got out on the bike together didn't we we did we but, did that's the thing so it was it was, it was unique because everyone had to find their own way as in all swimmers had to find their own way to get stuck in and get some cardio done and it's like um you know runners could go out and they could just 
go for a jog, no stress. We can't go out in the pool and just start doing some laps because everything was shut. So I was, I actually really liked it. I loved having, I'm, I, I'll never have that opportunity again for the rest of my career to get stuck into another sport and really, really have a good crack. You know, in my off season, I play a bit of football. Mm. That's about it, really. And I really got stuck into road cycling because the roads around here are brilliant and there's so many nice routes to take. Um, and I remember I built up to like doing 100k. I'd never done 100k on a bike before, and that was a big aim of mine. So, I, what's that about 80 miles? 62 miles. Anyway, yeah, so I built up to do 100k. <laughs> to 62 miles. And I was like, right, I'm just going to smack it. So I did it in like three and a half hours, which wasn't too that bad. Was to be fair. So I just kind of held a decent pace, and I, I, I drew the drew the map out on um, Google Maps. It had some real big climbs in it. You mm. know, right the way. Where were you getting out to? So I headed out towards Henley. And this is a, in the Chiltern Hills, isn't mm, it? So I went up, no, I went to Marlin, then I went up to like Christmas Common. Yeah. Went for a real big climb, and he dropped down into Henley, mm-hmm. and then I went down kind of Bracknell, Ascot Way, and then up into Windsor, through Windsor Great Park, place. and then back to Maids. So it was like, it was, I think it was just like, like 101 kilometres or something, and, just, and I was like, absolutely ragged it in three and a half hours. And it's just like, you burn so many calories. But it's so cool because you, you, you learn how everything in your area links up mm. and how all the towns and villages link up. And yeah, we got on a bike once, didn't we? Which was good yeah, we, we did a few hills. Because mm. um, you, you were out on your mum's bike. Yeah, I was it's a nice, bike. It's a very nice bike. My mum's got a nice bike, but it's... <laughs> it's your mum's bike. It's my mum's and she's not a six foot five bloke. No. Um, she's a lot smaller than me. So it was too small and my back was giving me a bit of, bit of jip. Because yeah. um, I remember we went up the hills didn't we? Mm. And um, I think my slight... Um, oh, you dropped me on the hills. Yeah, my slight um, reduction in weight helped me mm. power up those. Um, you, you weighed in at 69 kilos. Yeah, because I, I, I was back for the first time, I was weighing myself. And it's not something I do usually, but I was just interested to see where I'm at because I know what kind of weight I would be sort of a few years back. And I actually came in at 69. I think I've um, I think I've lost some muscle, unfortunately. So that was lower than you expecting? Yeah, it? just under 70. Mm. Which is um, interesting because I've just come back from my time off and I normally sit around 89, 90 and I've come back just over 92. Interesting. So with a, with a few extra pounds under the belt. Um, so but it gives you something to play with. Mate, mass moves mass or the saying or something like that. Mass mass makes, mass moves something. There's a saying to do with mass. Okay, we'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, it is. We'll look but it up. It's, it's not a totally bad thing. Sometimes you need to put on a bit to put on a bit of muscle. Yeah, and also actually just in terms of um, strength, you need mm. to make sure you've got the muscles there, yeah, otherwise exactly. you're too fragile. The interesting thing is, in short course swimming, which is the season we're in at the moment between now and Christmas, the bigger guys almost do better mm. because they can carry that energy more in and out of the walls, whereas in the, the long course season, the, you know, the more important, the proper one where you get the Olympics and world champs, that's where you need that longer stroke, you need to be able to yeah. carry your speed over a bit uh, a bit more of a, um, you know, a, a longer swimming and, and maintain that, that energy. Indeed. Right, let's move to the freestyle section of the pod. We do this every week if you're the first time, a first time listener, where the last five to ten minutes we just like to mix things up. Um, as the title would suggest, we freestyle a little bit. And because we've touched on cross training this week, we want to test each other in slightly different sports to what we're used to. Um, so Tom, which is your chosen category slash person for today which is kind of a sport but not really yeah so i've gone into um i'm, I'm quite a big boxing fan okay a huge boxing fan only within the last two or three years i've kind of got into it a little bit more so not a die-hard boxing fan um i wanted to go for swimming originally as you can imagine that was my um specialty sport and question you have been on question of sport though uh, yeah well, I think we need question... we need to discuss yeah we'll that have to more. go over that at some point but i think on question of sport my sport was swimming unfortunately i wasn't allowed to pick that because my co-host said that was not allowed understandably Absolutely not. so i've gone for boxing 
and um, I've gone for Anthony Joshua just because I have seen him. F- I've He's your best mate, isn't he? Yeah, best pals. Uh, no, I've watched him fight before. I actually went to watch um, Joshua Klitschko Wembley. That was my first fight I ever went to see, and it was um, really, really good fun. And yourself, Alex? Um, I think I'm doing the Jurgen Klopp era, which I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> At which club? Liverpool At FC. Liverpool. Yeah, thanks for clarifying no that. Worries, He's been there for seven years. Mm. Um, I've still not quite actually got your five questions up, so hopefully this Wikipedia page will can, help me. I can kick off with your question first. Yeah, you go first. Okay, okay. So. Anyway, right. <laughs> so, um, first question is, how many pieces of silverware has Klopp lifted at Liverpool? Uh, what, major? It just says. Okay, um, a lot. Knife and fork. So, two last season. He's won the Champions League, the Premier League. He won the Community Shield as well. So, that's five. Did he win anything else? We got to Europa League finals. Um Carling Cup. No, I want to say five. Okay, so Alex has gone for five. The right answer is seven. What did I miss out? Oh, Super Cup and... And another one. So question two? Yeah. Question two. And I can give you four options here. Okay. Um, yeah. To go for. So, who was Klopp's first senior signing? We've got Sadio Mane. We've got Loris Karius. Marco Grujic. Or Steven Kulka. I want to go Grujic. Grujic's correct. Thanks. That's fantastic. That's good. That's good that. stuff. Right, that's one from two. Liverpool's unbeaten league run from January of 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bring to it February of bring 2020. It on. Bring it on. How many oh. games? Do you want the options? What, as in just Premier League? Just as league games. Just league. Unbeaten. Oh, from one season or over from two? From January 2019 oh. to February 2020 stretched how many games? Four options? It wasn't as much as Mourinho's. Um... I want to say something like 67. The options are 40, 42, 46, or 44. So <laughs> None of those. 44. Is correct. Okay. That's good stuff. We'll take that. Of these English teams, who's the only one to have beaten Klopp's Liverpool? Leeds, Hull City, Stoke, or Norwich? Whatever. Like It just says he had to have beaten Klopp's Liverpool. He's not lost to Leeds that recently. Uh, I know that Dad went to Hull away and he saw Liverpool lose, but I'm trying to think if that was Klopp. Sorry, what the other two? Norwich and Stoke. <sighs> Stoke beat a six-one when Gerrard left. Maybe was Klopp there? I can say Stoke. Stoke's incorrect. It's Hull City. No. Klopp must have not been there. That's poor for me. How many finals have Liverpool played under Klopp? We lost the uh, we lost the Europa League. This, does this include like the Super Cup? Pal, I got Scooby. <laughs> so he won seven trophies. So it's basically how many finals he lost. We lost in the <coughs> FA Cup to Chelsea, so that's eight. We definitely lost in the Europa League. Um, did we lose anywhere else? Maybe we just lost somewhere else for a laugh as well. I think it's nine. I think it's nine or ten. Nine's correct. It's nine. Okay, nine's we'll correct. take that's that. Good we'll stop. take that. I'll take that. Finally. <laughs> In his first press conference, Klopp said, if I sit here in blank years, I'm pretty confident we will have one title. Oh, yeah. It was on It was on the time that he did it. Um, if you win the Super... Was it Champions League his first one? And he's won that in 2000 and... 
19. That was a great year. And he joined in 2015. So, <laughs> we're going to say four years. We're going four? Yeah. Four is correct. Yes! That is big. That's good, that is good it? stuff. Okay, right, we'll do anti Joshua. Okay. First one. Um, what is his reach in inches or centimetres? Six foot six. Bang on. So that's 78 inches. 18. I'll give you it within two inches if you're working in inches. It's like being back on question of sport, isn't it? 82 inches. Bang on. Bang on. Two. Yeah, nice one. Okay, right. <clears throat> I think you should fly through this one. Let's talk about his records. And I want to know, for all the points, I want to know total fights. I want to know wins. I want to know win. No. Yeah, I want to know, yeah, wins. How many he won by KO and how many losses he had? Two losses. There's three losses. Oh, Ruiz. Oh, I think just the Usyk fights. Okay, right. Forget that. You're not getting the point. But So he's had, okay. how many wins has he had? 21. 24. And how many, how many has he not won by KO? Because he's won most by KO. So how many do you not win by KO? And as in, how many of the fights that he's won has yeah. he not won by KO? So he's won 24 times. How yeah. many of those 24 were by KO? Who Who's taking him the distance? That's what I'm trying to think about. Ruiz, two. He went the distance. He knocked out Povetkin. He knocked out Takam. Two? Yeah. Which country is AJ's parents from? Nigeria. Yeah, that was that was a bit easy, that one, wasn't it? He used to go out in Attic. Did he? Yeah, he used to go out in Attic in Windsor. It's a decent, decent place, that. Fully, I've heard that. Okay, uh, this one is in the video that recently came out. <laughs> what, did, what did he say to those students? Uh, Loughborough students. <laughs> it's funny you should ask this because I was in Loughborough last week. And we're chatting about this because someone pointed out the exact accommodation where it happened. And I believe it's something like, you're going to stop talking when I start breaking your glass jaw. Yeah, I think that's right. Something on those Yeah, lines. I think that's right. I'll give um, you that one. Shout out to AJ. Yeah, the key so, words there were glass and jaw. Glass and jaw. Um, um, I certainly wouldn't scrap Andy Joshua. No, probably not uh, for me. Probably not um, for me, yeah. I don't know, back it, 69 kilos, you want me to Yeah, no, we'll take that. Only about half. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably fit me in AJ's bicep. <laughs> What do AJ's mates call him? Josh. <laughs> his name's Anthony, mate. Anthony Joshua, mate. <laughs> no, his mates call him Femi. Um, Sorry? Because around what for people know him as Femi, which is short for his boxer's middle name, Oloa Femi. Well, I know that Rob McCracken calls him Josh, because I know Rob McCracken. Well, I've met him once. What does Rob McCracken call you? Thomas. <laughs> Mr. Dean, sir. <laughs> okay, you're not having that one. But you did get... I've ticked one twice here. You got three. I'll take that. I think... Should we call it a draw? Yeah. Was it about... I can't... No, I'd say we call it a draw. I think you got... I can't remember I, how No, I think it was three. About three yeah, each. Yeah, yeah, Good, good, good. Nice good, one, mate. Yeah, good one, I'll shake your hand. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, well, hopefully that was enjoyable for listeners. Maybe yeah, probably. Should... Might have to do a little bit of editing there. Yeah, so further editing. Excuse us a little bit. Um, changing. But yeah, no, that was a, that was a cool episode. We had some really nice messages this week from viewers about yeah. uh, still responding to uh, George's episode. So oh, yeah. as as we always say, we really want to discuss what you guys are interested to hear. Um, so if you've got any any thoughts, do get those in. Mm. Um, and as as we said earlier as well, we we have we are uploading a bit more content on the Insta and TikTok game. We are, yeah. Um, keep an eye on the Insta and TikTok, and we're really going for the video content. 
We've got a cracking new video coming out very soon. Gives you a bit of a rundown in just the rapid expansion we've had in the weekly freestyles recording location. Yeah, it's um, a it's a nice location. And some pretty naughty. Tips. We'll get yeah, we'll get the photo uh, up as well. Shots as well. Um, got a photo coming up. We do. Keep an ear out. We've got some exciting guests coming up very. And we've soon. got we're working on stuff in the background. We're working on some potentially big stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say we are. Um, um, so thank you very much for tuning in again. Thanks for joining us. Thoroughly enjoyed this episode all about cross training. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>